Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this Friday special of Sports Decaf in the afternoon today. It's the man of the hour, Tariq Abdullah. What's up, guys? It's Tariq Fatul. Alrighty, so today, to start off, you know, this Friday episode, we're going to talk about the Miami Heat. You know, Coach Pat Riley, I mean, uh, Pat Riley, former coach of the Heat, talked about the Heat, his dynasty when LeBron James was there and said, you know, this team could have won, you know, a lot of rings and, you know, he could, he, it hurt whenever LeBron left and things like that. But the question of the day is, that Miami Heat team, if LeBron were to stay, how many rings would they have? I give them two to three. I think Dwayne Wade was already on the decline of his career. Chris Bosh, we all know what happened to them. Uh, excuse me, what happened to him. He had blood clots, you know. And LeBron James, LeBron James, no doubt about it. But still, I think this team would have definitely beat today's Golden State Warriors. Excuse me, not today's. I mean, 2015, 2016, whenever LeBron James had Matthew Dellavedova as his second best player. That Miami Heat team would have still beat him. Um, but, I mean, we look at Dwayne Wade right now, he's a shell of himself. He's not really what he used to be, and he is around 37, 38, and he's gotten, he's gotten older. But I think this Miami Heat team still had two or three more rings left in the tank. The East was still theirs. I mean, where, whatever team LeBron James goes to, you know, the, especially in the East, they're going to the finals. That's just how it's always been. I think if you, if you would have kept LeBron with that team, I think around two to three, I don't think anything more than that because, you know, Golden State Warriors ended up, you know, they're a dynasty right now. I don't. We've ever. We've never seen a, a team better than this Golden State Warriors team, especially with Kevin Durant. I think LeBron James with this Miami Heat team probably could have beaten the Golden State Warriors whenever they first had Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut and whatnot, and probably the second year as well. Granted, if if everyone stays healthy, but that's that's that's. I think two to three. Yeah, two to three on top of what he had, or yeah, two to, two oh, to three extra. Oh no, I think one max. I mean, simply because Dwayne Wade was declining. He wasn't the same Dwayne Wade. And, I mean, he even took a shot at Cleveland, you know, tried to play with LeBron. It just wasn't working out. And then Chris Bosh, you got to keep in mind, I believe after that first season, whenever he went down with blood clots, and he just – he's never really recovered since. I mean, now he's retired. So, I think overall, I mean, it would – we I feel like it's something we can't really predict because I think free agency, they would have probably tried to land a big star – and, you know, everything would have been different at that point. But in terms of if we say they had that same roster and, you know, just filled in the role of Chris Bosh, filled in the role of Dwayne Wade with just, you know, an all right, you know, type of dude, I, I don't think so. I uh, think so just because Dwayne Wade was still giving you around 21 points a game. I think LeBron, if you look at – LeBron James is so great. He pushed that Warriors team to game six with Matthew Delvadova as his second best player. So you just match him up with the Dwayne Wade – I think, obviously, I agree with you on that one ring. I think with the second ring, you know, th that, there's just a lot of little things that go into it. Who do they get in free agency? Who do they get in the buyout market? Do they make any trades, whatnot, whatnot? So the thing is, I, I definitely think they would have got two to three. I think LeBron James is just that great. LeBron James has some stains on his career. Uh, you know, that, that first loss to Golden State, Miss Kyrie, Miss Kevin Love, we kind of knew he was going to lose that series, but still push him to game six. I think if, if you substitute LeBron James, you put him in that Miami Heat uniform with Dwayne Wade, you still have your key role players, key guys. I think he can get you two to three. See, I feel like it would have just been too much for him because that first finals run, you know, the Warriors, you know, lost that one. But, you know, the second one with Kyrie, with Kevin Love, Warriors gave him a hard time. You know, the, the, I believe that one went the seven games, Cleveland won. And, I mean, that's just his second year into Cleveland. And after that, I mean, it's just a whole nother ball game. They, they win the next finals. They bring in Kevin Durant. They win two more. I mean, I think it's just you got to play into role. Like, with with 
you know, two top guys in the league like Kevin Love and Kyrie, they went to seven games with that Golden State Warriors. I feel like that Golden State Warriors coming into the second year that they faced LeBron, they were a whole nother team. They were used to playing with each other. You know, their chemistry was just off the charts. And, you know, they were arguably, you know, one of the best. That's when the dynasty happened was that second year that LeBron won the finals. And, I mean, ever since that, it just hasn't stopped. And I don't think that Heat team could have kept up with them from the maybe the first get-go. But the second one coming around, I don't think they beat them, especially with a team that's declining. I just I just think LeBron James with a with a healthy Dwayne Wade who was who don't get me wrong he wasn't the old Dwayne Wade no, don't know that about it he'll still give you twenty points a game though with the old Dwayne Wade especially with the Eric Spolstra that was a that's still a pretty good coach and the thing about LeBron James compared to him in Cleveland in Cleveland it was his own show I mean he ran the whole thing he got coaches fired he was ISOing you know during the finals I mean if you look at his usage rate it was extremely high whatnot, yada, yada, yada. You look at Miami, it was a whole system. I mean, you know, LeBron James actually listened to the coach. It wasn't his team. It was Pat Riley's team. That's the difference. You know, LeBron James joined the team, and, you know, he he bought in. I think that could play a factor as well. I mean, Miami, they kind of played more of a team ball aspect compared to LeBron and Cleveland. I, I just feel like they didn't have enough juice in the tank. I feel like, you know, their time was running out, and I think that's why LeBron made that push to Cleveland because, you know, to play with a guy like, Kyrie Irving, I mean, he's never played with an elite point guard up until then. You know, no no point guard has ever averaged 20 points a game playing with LeBron James. I think the highest was like 13, 14. Not too specific on that stack. But hi- hypothetically speaking, I think if you just look at that Miami team, the way they were headed, the way they were declining, the way LeBron's load, we, we saw increases after every season. You know, him having to do more. You know, that first finals, Dwayne Wade was that key guy. LeBron was getting shut down. But coming to that second finals, you know, LeBron flipped the script. I mean, he took over when he needed to. And I feel like that team relied too much on LeBron, and they didn't have as much help as Cleveland was offering. So I just – Well, that also they, plays they – pull, pull out one ring. That also that. plays a part into it because, I mean, if you look at, you know, the conversations Dwayne Wade had with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade virtually handed over the keys to LeBron. You know, they went on their famous banana boat trip or whatever it was. And, you know, Dwayne Wade said, hey, you know what, man, keys are you. you this is your team now. So, I mean, you know, in terms of workload, I understand why LeBron had more of a, work, uh, of a workload. Dwayne Wade knew he was declining. But I will say this, though. It was really smart of LeBron to leave Miami because if he yeah. would have stayed in Miami, we'd be looking at him like, what the hell is going on? I mean, you uh-huh. would have been stuck with, you know, the Tyler Johnsons, the Kelly Olynyk of the world, and you would have been with a team that's just a, a subpar team. I mean, this team wouldn't really have done anything. And it was a hated team in the league. I mean, no one, no one wanted to join the, the enemy. Mm, they they had some players join them, not not your key guys. You had your Mike Millers join them. You had yeah. I'm talking in terms of landing a superstar. Oh yeah, because that that's what LeBron would have needed at that point. I mean, Dwayne Wade was declining. You lost. You know, I think I think Dwayne Wade would have been a good third third fiddle for for that championship squad. I think yeah, if even if a role did. player. Well, uh, I think I think if Dwayne player. Wade's giving you 21, that's not a role player, in my opinion. I think he was he was still averaging 19, 21, still giving you 20 points a night. I mean, that's still well, third we're, fiddle we're numbers. In terms of, I mean, after LeBron left, I mean, his he just went downhill. But he was still giving you 21. Yeah, but I mean, it's just his his. I mean, we knew he was on the decline. rate but, was a lot higher. Well, I mean, obviously that. But I mean, but he, he was still a, LeBron a good James, third I mean. fiddle. I think a good third fiddle. You pick up a superstar and whatnot. But once again, real smart of LeBron. I mean. I, I knew obviously he didn't no one could predict what was gonna happen with that Miami Heat team, but it was it was a good investment for LeBron to go to Cleveland, win that championship in Cleveland. I think I think it was a pretty it, it turned out pretty good for him. Now what I'm wondering is 
how good is this investment going to be in, in LA? I mean, it's, it's too risky. Are you going to get someone big? Are you going to make these trades? I mean, they offered their whole lineup for Anthony Davis. So, I mean, LeBron usually plays his chess pieces pretty good. Right now in LA, it's looking kind of shaky. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think yesterday might be that momentum shifter out in L.A. They were down 19. With the win in Houston. Yeah. Everyone played their against role Houston. late game. Yeah, against Houston. A few bad calls late game, but, I mean, you you were down 19. You come back and win. I mean, the refs can only play a little role. I mean, it, 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 I don't think you, you know, you got to give the credit to the L.A. Lakers. And he's and he's also said that he's activating uh, playoff mode. I don't oh, know yeah. what I mean. I mean, I don't know what that really I mean, it's means. still too early. We've seen, No, but I understand why he needs to do it, though. I mean, Yeah, he, he definitely needs to he, activate playoff mode. Yeah, and I, I mean, once again, playoff LeBron and playoff Rondo, that will be a, a, hell, of a, a hell of a duo. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen playoff Rondo. Granted, not with the Mavs, because that's I don't I Rondo's probably one of my most hated players in the league just because of what he did with Dallas. Yeah. But I will give it to him. When it comes to uh, playoffs, Rondo played spectacular. Look at him, you know his stints in Boston, his stints in New Orleans. He played amazing in the playoffs. So. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I mean, it just you got to give it a few weeks, let it kick in. I mean, it is All Star break. You know, all teams are rusty. We saw a bad shooting from you know the Milwaukee Bucks. As well as you know the Houston Rockets, they went for an 0 of 12 you know shooting streak. Deja vu. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not gonna <laughs> game seven. I'm not gonna say it's playoff LeBron yet. Still gotta wait and see how the season plays off. Yeah. But it was just it was definitely looking good and yesterday. You, you also gotta look at this Lakers team. I mean, you know, multiple people have said it. They they gotta win at least their next 16 out of their next 25 games or something something around those lines. I mean, this playoff race is not is not that loose. I mean, it's tight. I mean, you still got your Clippers, who we expected to fall off. I mean, you know, Steve Ballmer has even gone out on reports. He says he wants his team to make the playoff push. They want them, you know, to compete. Sacramento, they're young. They're hungry. They're going to compete. And this Lakers team, obviously, you got LeBron James and some young guns. They got to compete, too. So it's a three-headed race. You know, Mavs, I already knew from the get-go we weren't making this. I, I knew it, but... I mean, it's still it's, – it's a three-headed race. It is. And, I mean, keep in mind the Sacramento Kings, their last four games against the Golden State Warriors, they lost by a total of 12 points. I mean, it's all been down to the wire. So, I mean, this team's not giving up anytime soon. So, you're definitely going to have to, you know, keep your eyes out for Sacramento because if L.A. doesn't make it to the playoffs, I mean, Sacramento's getting that eighth seed. And, and that, w- that would be a real a real fun matchup as well. Like, don't, mm-hmm. get, me, don't get me wrong. A De'Aaron Fox-Steph Curry matchup. I mean, you still, you know, you got Harrison Barnes playing his old team. Future versus. And it'll be, you know how great that would be for Marvin Bagley, a rookie power forward who needs some experience, who was benched in the beginning of the season to finally get that playoff, uh, playoff, playoff experience, excuse me, start. And they'll probably play him a lot of minutes too. Try to get him some action against Boogie Cousins, against your Kevin Durant. So that would be really good for Sacramento. If I was to choose one team, obviously I want to see LeBron James in the playoffs, but I wouldn't mind seeing Sacramento as well. Would love to see my Dallas Mavericks. Oh, man. But I mean. It's all right. We got it next season. Stop dreaming. So let's speak of Mavericks. You know, we got Luka Doncic. So I want to talk about with the emergence of, you know, Giannis, Doncic, and Jokic. You know, how how have our thoughts or your thoughts changed on European players in the league? Honestly, I'm not going to even lie to you. They've they've changed tremendously. I mean, I used to look at European players such as Andrea Barnani and – you know, even your Hashim Thabits, he wasn't a European player, but he was an overseas player. You look at your um, Darko Milicic of the world. I mean, you look Biggest at his bus. I mean, you look oh at you look at you look at all these guys that really didn't succeed as we expected them in the league. And now I'm looking at these European players who are probably the future of our league. If we're not going to be, you know, we got our we we have our American bred players such as Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, 
but we have our we have our I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even cut it to European players. I'm just gonna talk about overseas players. Arguably, we ha- like if you look at these European talent, Ben Simmons from Australia, Luka Doncic from Slovenia, you got Nikola Jokic, um, Giannis from Greece. I mean, these guys can ball, and they're th- three of those guys are you know the f- future of the NBA. Exactly. I mean, there's there's a bunch. I mean, you got people comparing this overseas dude, Ben Simmons, to Magic Johnson and LeBron 2.0. So, I mean, when, when did we ever expect that to happen? Never really. But, I mean, my thoughts have definitely changed. I'm not going to even lie. I used to have a whole bad stigma of European players, but it started to change whenever I saw Chris uh, Christos Porzingis, Laurie Markin, and whatnot. And, okay, I, I don't want to be that dude, but I was on the Luka bandwagon from the get-go. I just want to go ahead and say that. I was not questioning him at all. I will pull up tweets. If anyone wants to question me, I will pull up tweets. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to say it. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I had to say it. I had a little, to say it. A little random, but... I had to say it. Okay. Anyways, I agree. You know, European players are definitely, you know, becoming the future of the league. I mean, we used to see, you know, we used to see them, you know, be great players. N- not any anything fancy. Just, you know, some great players like Tony Parker. You know, we had Manu Ginobili. You had, you know, back in the days, Kukoc for the Chicago Bulls. Dirk. I mean... There was there was a lot of you know Peja Stojakovic. They they were all be, you know role players you know important key mm, guys gotcha. on a winning team. But I mean nowadays we've got we've got these European players who are like le- who are leaders of a team. You know for instance Dirk who led the way. Now we got Luka Doncic who showed he's going to be the future of this team. Porzingis you know he's going to play a big role. Jokic who's you know possibly a future MVP in the league and a center who we've never seen ever in the history of this league. We've never seen a center who can play the way Jokic does, maybe the sickest one-hand pass in the league. But, I mean, who knows? We can argue that one. And then you got, on the other hand, the Greek freak, who is a freak at all angles of the court. I mean, there's plays where I see it's like he goes for a Euro step. It's like, all right, you know, he's going for a nice layup, and somehow he dunks the ball. I mean, his length on the floor is ridiculous. Take like a Euro step from the, from the three-point line. <laughs> and it ends up being a dunk. End up windmilling that joint. I don't even know how. I don't know, Giannis. I don't know how you do it. But, but. I will say one thing. Okay, I, I either right now in my in my personal opinion, I've changed my mind. I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. That's that's just my personal point of view. But I will I will say this in two years. In terms of this season, I say he's the best player in the league. Okay, I say it's still too early. We got to wait, see how he makes a push in the playoffs before we can make that judgment. Because I mean, you you got to keep in mind there is that Durant was twenty three years old. He took the OKC team to the finals. I understand. You know, it was you know no no one yeah the trio no one right away but I mean it was James Harden who barely didn't play you know much minutes came off the bench or Russell Westbrook who I mean he wasn't a hundred percent Westbrook he wasn't the Westbrook he is still now Westbrook. he was still an All Star I mean he was still nice and but, then you had Serge Ibaka but yeah giving you mind, two two they, they and a half three blocks Heat. a game they played the Miami Heat but what I'm gonna say is if LeBron if Giannis makes a far push which I think they'll go to the NBA Finals. I think you can you can argue. I mean, I th- I think you know one can argue. You know, Giannis is the best player in the league. You can still argue LeBron is. You can still argue Durant is. But there's just too much competition to you know keep one valid reasoning as to why oh LeBron's the best player. No, I mean there's other guys who are no definitely. Who are doing I, I a agree lot with more. you. I think LeBron James right now as as his, and you, his throne you, has fallen. And yeah, you, you know I love LeBron, but I think especially in these next few years, you're gonna definitely see the keys being handed to someone like Giannis. I think Kevin Durant. He's unique. I mean, he's he's something special. Don't get me wrong. And he's he's always been great. But he's never in his career, in my opinion, and I think I can vouch for a lot of people, has he been regarded as the single-handedly best player in the league. We project we predicted him right now 
you know, towards LeBron's decline for him to undoubtedly be, undoubtedly be the best player. But now you got someone like Giannis who's giving you around 28, 13, 6, giving you a couple blocks a game. I mean, and his team is winning. Now you can start vouching for Giannis. If Giannis gets a consistent jump shot, this guy could potentially go down as one of the best players to ever play this game. I mean, hear me now. I mean, if he gets a jump shot and he becomes a threat from three, game's over for the NBA. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, see – my Giannis scouting, it all started about, I'd say, five, six years ago, all right, his rookie season. So I ran across this guy, okay? You know, we, we had a little short conversation. We are talking about, you know, future great players in the league. So he comes to me. I, I was a little bit of a doubter at the time. He goes, you know who you should be out on the watch for? I was like, you know who? He's like, you know, Giannis, the Greek dude out of Milwaukee. You know, I was kind of iffy about it. I was that like, that was no. back then when Milwaukee was a constant ninth seed, eight yeah. seed, getting swept by Miami. Yeah, I remember. Or you know, pause. They were barely even making the, not even making the playoffs. So he's like, you know, you got to keep your eye on this guy. He's like, he might not be, you know, as flashy as good as he is now. Be like, but you know, with his athleticism and his length and things like that, he's he's gonna be one of the best players in the league to come. So I mean, ever since that day, I've always had my eye out on him. And I mean, you know, we speak. You know, he spoke into existence. And, I mean, that that theory of his is true now. And Giannis is, you know, arguably, you can argue he's top three in the league right now. I could say he's top if you don't have one. I say he's number one if you're talking in terms of this season. I think Giannis is the best player of this year. Okay. I don't want to say he's the best player yet because, I mean, you got to keep in mind LeBron has three rings. You still have Stephen Curry who has three rings who's, you know, on the verge of having four. So, I mean, it's still too soon. It's all about how guys perform in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you I mean, you look at a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that can go the route of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, we can throw out someone like Jonathan Isaac, who's a, another skinny, lengthy type of dude. We can even call out Giannis' brother, Kostas, who's another skinny. Oh, man. I mean, if, if, Think about that. If, if these guys had the type of work ethic that Giannis does, you know, the type of system around him, I mean, just, just imagine what they could be. Giannis put up 50 pounds of muscle. Like you know how you know how hard that is fifty straight guys, pounds of muscle about seven foot oh exactly and he's bringing the ball up and that's why I'm not even afraid of Giannis ever getting injured and whatnot because he is he's been he's been basically raised in this in the weight room I mean you've been raised in the weight room you're not gonna get injured if you have good work ethic you're constantly working out. An example is LeBron James. He doesn't get injured. He's always in the weight room doing his squads, getting his lifts on, whatever, and he's a powerhouse. He's he's a man amongst boys. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis is not getting injured as well, so I'm not worried about him. I think he's going to be just fine. I think in the next few years, he's going to undoubtedly be the best player in the league, but if he gets that jump shot, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, man. He's going to be so good. I mean, I think he will get the jump shot because he, he never he stops so working hard. on this crap. So they he said before so every game, you know, he's putting up, you know, who knows how many shots just on his jump shots. And He's I, just trying to improve that form and becoming, you know, that shooter that if he if he becomes a jump shooter, we don't even need a Giannis three-point shooter. We just need a Giannis who can, you know, pull up, hit the pull-up jumper. Because, I mean, once that happens. Who can shoot high 40s yeah. from the field. That's it. Because once that happens, I mean, guys are not going to sag off, you know, all the way to the, you know, free throw line. They're going to play up tight. And you know what happens when you play up, play up tight on Giannis. He's going to drive it in, easy layup, easy dunk. Yeah, because if he drives it in, first of all, he's going to be stronger than you, so he'll definitely outmuscle you to the basket. And then if you want to help out, okay, well, you know, Nikola Mirotic, Mirotic is on the three-point line. Or you got Malcolm Brooke, Brogdon, yeah. Brooke Lopez, so, I mean, Chris Middleton. I mean, man. this team is looking nice. This Milwaukee, and yesterday they they proved to me that you know coming after All Star break, I mean they they beat 
they beat the Boston Celtics, and I mean it was a close one, but Milwaukee, Milwaukee played tough. I mean, this team's not going to be be any joke come playoff time. They're they're ready. They're I'm ready not gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. Whenever I saw Ben Simmons rookie year, I was like, okay, this guy right here will probably take the keys from LeBron. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I think whenever I, I was like, if he gets the jump shot going, yeah. this guy would, I mean, this guy could be crazy. Well, I mean, you, you're but, not wrong. I mean, if he gets the jump shot but, going. But for me personally, I think if, even if he gets his jump shot going, I don't think he'll be as good as Giannis. I just think Ben Simmons is too passive on offense, even though he yeah. is a pass first type of dude. Giannis just, just disrespects you. And that's the difference between them. I mean, we talk about who's tough and who's soft in the league. Giannis is probably one of the toughest dudes in the league. He gets all up in you. He's not afraid to dunk on you. If you look at that play last night with him and Kyrie Irving, he gets the ball basically on the baseline, about to go out of bounds, takes one dribble, dunks the ball, stares at Kyrie, and basically mean mugs him and gives him a shoulder. I mean, he almost got a tech for that too. So you look at Giannis, I mean, this guy is – the difference between him and Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is a cool, laid-back type of dude. Giannis got that mamba gene. Giannis, exactly. He has that mama gene. He's a tough dude. And there's just a handful of people. You look at your Montrez Harrells of the league, those tough dudes, your Patrick Beverly's. I mean D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I mean you I mean you give like these guys have never been blessed with athletic ability. Now you got Giannis who's blessed with athletic ability, who's tough, hard nosed, aggressive and whatnot. That's that's the perfect it's a perfect combination. Yeah, I think one thing that's gonna, you know, improve the longevity success in Giannis's career is his work ethic. I mean, like you said, he came into the league. He put on 50 pounds of muscles up, up, of muscle up until now. And, I mean, we've seen guys who, you know, who put in work in the offseason. You know, for instance, Kevin Durant was one of them who, you know, the offseason was just a new season for him. You know, you look at D'Angelo Russell. He said the best thing that ever happened in his career was leaving L.A. Because in terms of, you know, his mentality and his personality, I mean, he, it just took a 180. I mean, we see him now. He's a leader of that Brooklyn Nets team. And, I mean, there's Russell Westbrook, you know, another prime example. You know, Paul George, you can even argue, who's become, you know, a different animal this season. And you it's can, all about that mentality. And that you could you argue take. him for a top three wing as well yeah. in the league. I even mean, Joel really Embiid. I mean, you can argue that he's, he's you know, possibly on the verge of being a top ten, top five player in the league. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's giving you 20. One thing, he's giving you Giannis numbers. One thing we haven't really been discussing, which is kind of off topic, but I, I kind of do want to go off topic with this, is Kawhi Leonard. We haven't. We haven't really talked too much about him. It's because I don't know if you see it, but I kind of see it. I'm starting to see a little bit of a decline. I don't, not, a, not, in a, not a decline is like, okay, he's getting worse. But a decline is like, okay, well, these guys are these guys are getting better. You look at Paul George Giannis. These guys, in my opinion, a, they've – plateau. Yeah, they, they've, they've passed Kawhi, in my opinion. I know Kawhi is a great defender and whatnot. But right now, at this moment, just in terms of this season, I'd rather have Paul George, who's probably – Playing the, he's, he's the best two-way player of this season. Look at Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's probably the best power, uh, excuse me, small forward of this whole season. You look at those two guys, they passed Kawhi Leonard. I used to have Kawhi Leonard as my second best small forward or my third best small, uh, small forward. It was between him and KD. Now it's like he's my fifth my fifth best small forward. I don't know, I don't know about you, but, I mean, now it's looking like he might be on the, on the verge of just maybe falling out that top five. I, he's not, but still. I mean, I really haven't seen a decline in Kawhi Leonard. I think if anything, yeah, the decline was the wrong word. I just I haven't seen him. I don't know. I think I think I've just seen guys. I think he's just been overshadowed. Not even overshadowed because if you look at his play, whenever he's not playing with Toronto, they still do great with uh, without him. But you know, whenever he's playing, it's like they it's it's a more stagnant offense. They still win. Don't get me wrong, 
but it's it's just more it's more it's a more stagnant offense. Whenever he's gone, they play amazing without him. If you look at their record without him, they're just they're doing amazing without him. And that's no that's no discredit to Kawhi Leonard. He's still a great player, all NBA type of dude. But I mean, he's definitely been passed up in my opinion. Well, I mean, you got to keep in mind Kawhi Leonard was on the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, that's why you know he was looked at as you know an elite player in the league. I mean. It's not easy. You leave a franchise like San Antonio with arguably the best coach in the history of the league, you know, who who pretty much makes you a better player, as we've seen. We've seen a lot of teams always try to recruit, you know, San Antonio role players. And so I think a big and role coaches. Yeah, a big role from that comes comes from, you know, him being in San Antonio and them really developing him as a player. I think it's it's not it's not you you don't just go somewhere else and, you know, become you know, the same guy. I mean, it takes some time to get used to adapting, you know, to that new system. So I think it's just, you know, he is, he was battling injuries. So it's, it's all about, you know, this season, getting back to your regular form. And I think next year he'll be the same Kawhi Leonard, you know, top five, you know, in the defensive player of the year voting, but it's just, it's all about the season of getting used to for Kawhi Leonard. Speaking of injuries though, we were watching the famous Duke versus UNC matchup. In the beginning of the game, my man Zion Williamson breaks through his PGs, his his own Nike shoes, and ends up getting a mild knee sprain. Um, so my question to you is, do you think college athletes should be getting paid for their efforts on the court? Uh, there's, there's, there's one reasoning I want to state behind this. All right. I'm not taking no disrespect from college athletes. I think, you know, they bring in a lot of money for college. But you got to keep in mind, these guys are getting the spotlight. They're getting free tuition. I mean, you know, free gear, you know, f- unlimited food, housing, you know, things like that. I mean, a lot of a lot of these guys, you know, I, I look at it. I look at it like this. So if you, Zion Williamson were to come out of high school and into the league, you know, he might not have been the first pick in the draft. I mean, he he could, he definitely he was a lottery pick. I don't know if he's the first pick, but we got to look at you know the little things. What he's doing in college, you know, ticket prices, you know, moving up. $2,600 for the cheapest ticket for that Duke game. President Barack Obama was, you know, at that game, you know, former president. I think the best thing that happened to him in that game, you know, speedy recovery, you know, much love to Zion, was his foot coming out of that shoe. Simply because, I mean, this made national news. The world went crazy. I believe his endorsement deals, his pricing as a player has gone up. I mean, he's gonna be way he's gonna he's gonna be worth way more money when he signs a shoe deal, simply because of all the lights and cameras that are at him, all the shoe companies that now are you know just gonna throw these dollars at him. I mean, look at look at his uh, projected salary for this upcoming draft. He's projected to make ten million dollars a season as a on a rookie contract. I mean, if he were to come out of high school, you know, people are looking at oh, you know, these players should get paid this and that. If he were to come straight out of high school and skip college. I mean, he's not making that $10 million a year because, I mean, who knows? He's probably not going to be that first pick. His endorsement deal is not going to be as high because we don't know how he's going to play in the league. But from his dominance in the college game, you know, the impact he's made, you know, ticket prices going up, the money he's bringing to that Duke college, I mean, money is just going to come at this guy from all angles. I think it's more of a, you know, you can't look at it at the money perspective. You got to look at it as, you know, the future perspective of, you know, what's better for you to leave out of high school, which, you know, I, I think it, it's good and bad. I think it can work both ways. But in this case for Zion Williamson, I think it's a plus that he went to college. I, 
I disagree. I, I, I disagree with you. I think college athletes should be getting paid. I think it's too much of a risk, especially for Zion Williamson. Because let's just say hypothetically, what if that wasn't a, a mild knee sprain? What if that was a torn Achilles? Well, now you basically just screwed up your whole future, virtually. I mean, you look at someone like let's, and you had a good point. You said, okay, well, if he would have came from high school, he would have been a lottery pick. He would have been a lottery pick, but he still would have been in his ultimate goal, the NBA, and he could just prove himself. You know, forget it. You just prove yourself in the NBA. College, however, it can go both ways. You brought up, okay, well, yeah, they get free tuition and whatnot, but they bring up, especially someone like Zion Williamson. Let's just let's just say hypothetically that that Duke Stadium or, or whatnot has has five thousand seats. You just brought up three thousand times five thousand. That's what over a hundred k, if I'm not mistaken. Three thousand was the cheapest. That's the cheapest. Yeah. So don't even like. And then you and then you got guys like President, I mean former President, like uh, former President Barack Obama coming to the game and whatnot. He, this guy's box office. He's definitely gonna recruit players. I mean, if you, if you look at his days in high school. He's always been on Ball's life, on national media, whatnot, whatnot. But think about Zion Williamson, and and he's just proven a point to everyone, especially for me, especially as as a college student. I think that he should be getting paid. Cause let's just not forget about it. He still has to show up to classes. He has to declare a major. He has tests to study for. And don't forget, he has practices probably two times a day. He has to work out on his game. He has to improve himself study i mean he has so much stuff to do walk around campus and then yeah like don't even get me started when he whenever he's walking around campus you know how many pe- uh, people just bombard him probably treated like a celebrity around there which could be a good thing or a bad thing because what if it's Kawhi leonard in the shoes that's a bad thing you know Kawhi leonard doesn't like the flashlight and whatnot but i i me personally i think he should be getting paid because i'm just even looking at my workload i got a podcast going up you know i got school going on as well and i still and i have a job and i'm and i'm I have a busy schedule, but Zion Williamson, on the other hand, he has he has more than a full time job in basketball. He has to travel, work out two times a day, has to hit the weight room, has to study, has to do yada yada yada, and he's bringing in millions of dollars for you for the university. I know he gets the gear and whatnot, but that does not equivalent to what he's bringing to that university. He should definitely get paid. See, it doesn't equivalent. I mean, I understand that, but I mean that's that's just how this world is. I mean, college players, you know. They get the scholarship. They get their housing, food. I mean, that's that's all they really give them. I mean, you just got to take with what you get. I mean, you know, I would love to see college players get paid, but I think you got to look at the other side. I mean, coming out of high school, you know, if we're talking about money, no matter even if Duke paid him, Zion Williamson is winning going to college because, I mean, now, like I said, his endorsement deal, I mean, we're looking at at least double the price. But, but, but Zion was going to get endorsed regardless. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, the price went up. It definitely went up. I mean, his shoe breaks on national TV in front of, you know, Barack Obama. Ticket prices are twenty six hundred dollars. Okay, but that's cheap. just that's just one instance, though. Like that's just a I'm Zion saying Williamson it, it, instance. It can, it's a win look, or lose depending on who the player is. Okay, depend- I mean, we're okay, talking then. about in terms of Zion Williamson, in you know the case of you know him getting paid. I think, I think the best thing that happened to him was you know going to college, doing that one year. You see, but for other players, in my opinion, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I think. Especially like you know what you know like R.J. Barrett, we know he's a one and done. So yeah. college is basically, it's 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 it's, irre- it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like you know you're gonna do your one year, you're not gonna really learn much. You're just gonna try to get by. Ben Simmons said he used to even skip class and whatnot. So I mean these guys just basically it's just basically a stopping point. Stopping point, you go to the league. Ben That's- Simmons did end up dropping out after the season. Yeah. So I mean you see what I'm saying? So. I mean, college sometimes it's just, and you, and then now we look at these. There's so many scandals going on. Dennis Smith Jr. getting, you know, investigated for getting paid by NC State. You got other players that have been saying that they got paid and whatnot to go to certain colleges. You might as well pay the guys. I'm not saying you pay these guys big bucks. 
I definitely think there should be a system in hand to where you pay these guys specific amounts of money and you look at, you know, they're, you should definitely do a system, in my opinion, to where you look at the guy's stars. If he's a five-star athlete, okay, well, you're going to make yada, yada, yada. Four-star athlete, you make this, this, this. Three-star athletes, you make this. I don't think, personally, it should affect D2, D3, NAIA, and whatnot. It shouldn't affect those players. Those guys don't really bring in too much money for their universities. Don't get me wrong. They are players. They deserve rights and whatnot. But if you're getting free tuition as an NAIA D2 player, I think that's that's more than enough. But for D1 players, you're a highly touted dude, such as R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson. You're raising ticket prices just by your name, by your athletic ability, by your knees, your own knees. I mean, come on. I think definitely you should be getting paid just – in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, it, it can go both ways. You know, like you said, you can pay certain guys this, but then, I mean, it just becomes a whole process to where, you know, this guy's getting this much. I mean, then this guy's going to want the same, and it just a whole lot of complicated things go on. And I, I mean, I just don't know how that'd work, you know, in terms of agreements. Maybe one day in the future they do, play col- they do pay college athletes. And I think they will. But I think as of right now, and, you know, looking into the future five years, I don't think it's happening. But is it a possibility later? I think so. But, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, now nowadays I think it's even a bigger benefit that we have social media because not a lot of people would have, you know, known Zion Williamson in high school if it wasn't for social media. Because, I mean, look at LeBron James. He was a lot bigger. He was, you know, a way bigger superstar. But, I mean, if he came into this social media age, I mean, he'd be known all over the world from his, you know, performance in high school. I mean, Zion Williamson just happened to grow up in this era. And, I mean, I think that just became a plus to him in terms of, you know. Even look at LaMelo Ball. Yeah, in, tr- in, tor- in terms of, you know, endorsements that are going to come at him, you know, sponsorships and deals like that. I mean, this guy is going to be loaded his first season. So it's just going to be – it's going to be something nice to watch, you know. Guy who comes, you know, one year out of college and, you know, just goes from rags to riches. And that's why I've always had him going number one. I think this guy – because of what he brings to the market. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. That's what I was that's what I was trying to get to. Not only is he a phenomenal player, a once in a generation type of player because we've never seen someone who's 686867 who's 285 pounds that can jump this high. But this guy is going to raise ticket prices just in the manner that LeBron James does it. Le- LeBron James literally brings up ticket prices. Same thing with Zion Williamson. You put him in New York, I mean, you put him with Chicago, you put him with one of these big market teams, these teams are going to thrive with ticket sales merchandise jersey sales and whatnot i think it'll be perfect i I definitely think someone like zion williamson can enhance social media and you know bring bring in a different spotlight to the league i think he's a superstar not not in terms of his game but just his personality he has that superstar type of aura to him you know what i mean you walk around you you just get that type of vibe to him so Zion, good dude good dude yeah i mean he's a humble type of dude as well i wish nothing for the best i you know this they said this uh this knee sprain is just day to day great great one I mean, it's always good to hear. So he'll he'll, he'll definitely he'll definitely miss a few games. Probably rested him out. Rested definitely. out. Definitely, I'd, I'd miss. I take two weeks off. I, I definitely see him playing against that you know Duke versus UNC because they have a four game stint. So they're gonna play four other teams, which is Syracuse and whatnot. And then they're playing Duke versus UNC again. And then those ticket sales are going up. Exactly. Real. So I definitely see Zion Williamson playing against playing against them in that rematch because you know Duke losing. I don't think that's gonna fare well in his in his mouth. You know the taste of yeah. losing is not gonna be pretty good. You know sitting well with him, but. Other than that, back to the point, I definitely think college players should get paid. I think speaking as a college uh, student, I definitely have no idea what's going on. Because, I mean, <laughs> okay, look, I had an intramural game last night, and I was oh complaining about how tired I am. Yeah. I mean, just imagine playing in 
New York, for example, now you got to fly back to you know North Carolina and you got an 8 a.m. Just yeah. just imagine. So I'm, I'm I'm just saying. So yeah. I mean, we, we athletes usually get the you know the curve in college. They do. They get they get the slide cut on them. I mean, we can't. They do. You're right. They do. We can't speak for everyone, but a guy like Zion Williamson, come on, he, he doesn't gotta show up to every class. The guy probably makes A's, just getting bare minimum. This professor's probably yeah. Uh, I mean, Coach K is going up to the teachers like, "You fell this guy," and I mean, <laughs> you're lo- you're losing the chunk off your paycheck. So I mean, we we gotta look at that. I mean, he's he's probably gonna be a 4.0 student when he graduates. But who knows? But back to Zion Williamson, I just I wanted to set something straight. I would love to see him, you know, turn it down a notch. And by that, I don't mean his, you know, playing abilities. I mean his explosiveness. I mean, you don't got to go for a 360 dunk in the fast break to please the fans. I mean, you've pleased them already. Save save a lot of that juice for, you know, the combine and for the NBA. You don't want to wear your knees out this early. You don't want to put yourself into, you know, at risk of getting an injury. So, you know, just turn it down a notch in terms of, you know, explosiveness, you know, in the open lane. You know, just lay it in every here and there. You don't got to give a show every every play no 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 no. you're not getting give us paid those yet dunks. give us no. those dunks i want to see those dunks give no, me the no, not, no me i don't want to see it i want to see enough it. of that in the nba i want to see it Screw i don't want to see it, it. Zion 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 you do what you're doing if you're listening to this turn it down a notch man just go for the layup it's not worth it right now it's really not Zion, worth if it. you don't dunk the ball on a fast break i'm gonna turn my tv off and never watch a game of duke basketball i'm gonna i'm gonna Thank stand up i'm gonna stand up and applaud that's what i'm gonna do i'll make yeah that's what i'm talking about work smart not hard all right, guys. So that's the motto of the day, all right? Work smart, not hard. And this is Sports Decaf after, afternoon episode. Sorry we couldn't give it to you in the morning, but, you know, we still made it happen. It's the man of the hour and the one and only, Tariq Abdullah. It's Tariq Fatul, guys. Peace out. We out you.